Welcome to First Focus, a podcast here at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, where we highlight various events and ministries around the church. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Adair, pastoral intern of Biblical Counseling. My other co-host, Scott Hole, was unable to be with us for this recording. This week, we're going to interview Reverend Neil Mathias. He's going to be speaking with us about our upcoming Columbia Area Missions Conference, March 4th through the 8th, and he's going to be sharing with us the heart behind this conference and the main speaker for the event. Reverend Matthias has been ministering for over 25 years in our congregation, and we're excited to hear more about what he has to say. If you have questions about the show or any ministry at the church, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all of our contact info on our website, which is firstpresscolumbia.org. That is firstpresscolumbia.org, or on our app. Let's get to the conversation. Welcome back to First Focus. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Adair, pastoral intern for Biblical Counseling, and my co-host Scott is unable to join us today, but with us we do have the distinct privilege of welcoming Reverend Neil Mathias. Neil, why don't you say hello? Hello, good to be here. It's good to have you, Neil, and Neil is uh, entering his, you said, your 26th year of ministry here at the church, right? That's right. Yeah, and he's done a variety of different things for us here at First Presbyterian Church, and most recently he's been directing the Frank Hill Center for World Missions, and he's going to come and share with us today about the upcoming World Missions Conference that our church is going to offer the first week of March. But before we get there, Neil, why don't you share a little bit about how this conference came into being? Well, actually, this conference and uh, its makeup was an idea generated by the Church's Long Range Plan Committee that recommended to uh, the World Missions Committee that we consider and potentially pursue a conference done with other ARP churches in the city. So a joint ARP effort was what was recommended, and uh, we ran with that idea and asked other churches and found enough interest. So a year ago, we had the first joint ARP missions conference. That's wonderful. With Reverend Frank Van Dalen as the featured speaker that year. Sure. And what was the theme of that conference? He preached a series of sermons on Jonah. Yeah. And so it was really uh, about uh, the life and ministry of Jonah and what Mm -hmm. we could learn from it. They also shared of their current missionary experience in the country of Lithuania, and folks found that very fascinating. So this year's conference, the theme is God's work in unexpected places. And, you know, many of our many of our congregants would be familiar with some of these unexpected places that are actually going to be the topic of discussion in Iran. But, you know, when we hear most recently what happened in in the media over, over the Christmas holidays between our country and Iran and everything that went on there, we typically tend to hear only one story about that region of the world. But... Yeah. Yeah, we uh, tend to hear the geopolitical struggles that go on and have gone on in that part of the world. Absolutely. But the surprising thing is that there's a whole other story that's been happening in Iran and among Persian people. Yeah. So tell me, uh, who is our speaker this year for the conference? It's the Reverend uh, Ashton. He goes by Tat Stewart, and he'll be here with his wife, Patty. Okay, and what is his part? What's his experience in Iran with seeing God at work there? Well, God unusually equipped really both of them for uh, this work in the world. They both grew up as uh, children of uh, missionary parents uh, who served in the country of Iran. They grew up uh, Mm -hmm. learning Farsi, the language of Iranians, and became believers and were given a heart for the country of Iran and the people of Iran. And and that has been uh, fulfilled as they've uh, pursued that calling. Sure. That's wonderful. And you were telling me that he was actually there in country when the Shah fell. Uh, He was. uh, He had finished his seminary 
yeah. uh, training and went back. They, he and Patty went back as missionaries to Iran and were in the yeah. city of Tehran, ministering particularly to youth when the Shah fell and mm. the embassy, our embassy, was uh, overrun. And he was literally there when all that happened. So. That is amazing. So he's got a unique perspective to offer about God being at work, especially when it seems geopolitically like there's just chaos. Yep. It's amazing to see God frequently do that. But so what's what, since then though, that was back in the eighties, mm-hmm. the early eighties, what's been his ministry and his experience now in working with Iranian peoples? Well, one of the things uh, that's happened among Iranians, like really a lot of countries, is there've been the a lot of Iranians uh, fled Iran in that period of time and sure. other periods of time. And so there have been Iranians scattered around the world. And what Tat found himself uh, after being kicked out of Iran, almost automatically connecting with those pockets of Iranians and, sure. and began to minister amongst them at, at an unusual time in history. One of the things uh, he will most likely share, he often shares, is the Iranian Christians actually thank God for Ayatollah Khomeini. Really? Because his presence was so disruptive mm. and, uh, and a representation of Islam that wasn't very appealing that the Iranian people really began to ask, you know, is there something else? And mm. and uh, was a factor in, in so many now over the years coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, and Tat, yeah. you know, Tat with his background and his connections uh, just began to get asked to come speak in various gatherings of Iranians. Yeah. And, and so really had a ministry to Iranians in dispersia over the years. That's incredible. Did it while he was uh, a minister of an ARP church in Washington, D.C., and then Man. went full-time as a world witness missionary serving in that capacity. And you were saying he's even been, uh, he's regularly uh, broadcast in Iranian air sh- or one Iranian of, television. One of the things that developed over the years was a satellite ministry. It's called mm. Sat7 yeah. that developed Christian programming uh, that was broadcast to Iranians, particularly into Iran, and is listened to uh, quite extensively uh, in the country of Iran. Mm. So. That's wonderful. And could you share a little bit of, I'm sure you've had some interaction with Tat throughout the years. You said you met him through first working through ARP World Witness and your role there before you came to our church. But what is some of his heart and reasoning behind going to a place like Iran, a country that would seem so close to the gospel? I would think he would just say God, he understands how God uniquely has equipped him mm-hmm. for this and given him a heart yeah. for uh, it, and uh, has given him a giftedness mm. to both share the gospel with those who aren't believers, mm-hmm. and uh, also then to uh, train and disciple yeah. Iranian believers. Uh, he's really been used significantly to train and equip Persian Iranian church leadership. Yeah. Plus, I mean, when you think about the location of the the world that this is in, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and the dispersion of Iranians throughout the, the country. I, I spent a year overseas in Lebanon. There were more Lebanese outside of the country of Lebanon than there were inside the Lebanon, inside of Lebanon. And it's so interesting the way that that entire population of the world is so uh, transient. They go, many of them will return back home eventually. But before they go back home, even when they're in university or throughout different locations in the world, they 
they work in Europe. They travel overseas frequently to find the best jobs that they can find for their families. And it's just amazing to see when you win someone like an Iranian to Christ or anyone from the Middle East, for instance, mm-hmm. you win someone who's going to naturally, in some ways, follow the capacity of, if, if they follow Christ, being a missionary wherever they go yeah, throughout there the world. tends to be a real ripple effect yeah. to what takes place. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited to, to hear more about it, but let's talk a little bit about some of the details of the conference itself. What okay. are the dates? And Well, it's a uh, Wednesday through Sunday event. Uh-huh. Uh, the conference begins here at First Presbyterian Church. It's, it will be the Centerpoint program on March the 4th, Wednesday, March the 4th. Okay. Regular dinner in place, <laughs> but the program for the evening, and it'll be in the Family Life Center, uh, will be uh, feature Tad in his opening message, and, and they are going to take a little extra time to talk about their life and ministry with sure. the Iranians on Wednesday night. Thursday night, no big program, but there'll be a special program led by World Witness Leadership, particularly aimed at mission leadership in the church, and sure. with an emphasis on sort of the process of someone uh, maybe feeling a call to missions and how they can be prepared and end up overseas on the mission field. So that's Thursday night. That'll be a Grace Presbyterian Church, our daughter church yeah. in the Northeast. And then on Friday night, the program will be held at Centennial ARP down uh, Bull Street. <laughs> That'll be the host site. Uh, again, a meal followed by a program. And then uh, this year, we didn't do this last time. We're going to have a Saturday morning breakfast event. That's going to be a Crossings community out yeah. in Clemson Road. Okay. Involved them uh, this year as a church and breakfast, followed by, again, tat, uh, bringing the message of uh, missionaries, giving a testimony. Uh, and then uh, the conference will conclude Sunday night back here at First Pres as our Sunday evening worship service. We're going to have a prayer time in the Mission Center beforehand for the mm-hmm. world. And then after the service, just a time of fellowship, a reception, if you will, in Jackson Hall. So folks from the different churches can mingle and enjoy their time with each other. One feature worth highlighting for the conference is the Parallel Children's Program. Yeah, I heard about this uh, last year. Uh, Hannah Lampman and uh, her staff been excited about preparing a, a children-specific uh, program that'll be Wednesday night, Friday night, and Saturday morning, concluding Sunday night. And families can bring their children to all of them or some of them. Uh, they'll, there's a, they would prefer you sign up so they know yeah, this, who's coming. So anyway, That's in our app, correct? Uh, it should be an app connection. There should be, uh, and definitely an internet connection. And so, yes, those things are in place. Uh, that make your way to information about the conference and a chance to register for a couple things that will help people plan and prepare. That's wonderful. You click on the uh, banner for God's Work in Unexpected Places in our app. It'll take you to the website. It'll share the information about the brochure. You have a place where you can register for the meal and also register for Children's Missions Conference as well on there by the simple click of a button. And so... That's incredible. So as you think about this opportunity, Neil, what are some ways that you would love for our congregation to pray for it? Obviously, we would love to invite them to attend, but Mm -hmm. what are some hopes and dreams of what you might see happen through a conference like this? I think the one special thing about what Tat will share is the uh, unbelievable ways that God has been at work in places we really wouldn't expect Him to be, and Mm -hmm. just the hope and confidence and excitement that this could give us about what God can do here and other places in the world. You know, we we hear accounts of how God has worked in uh, unusually special ways throughout history, 
And I think Tat will bring a, a message about one of the places that's actually happening uh, mm. today in the world. And what it, I think will do is give us just a, a renewed uh, joy for who the Lord is and what he can do and accomplish. So that would be uh, my hope for uh, this conference and in particular Tat's presence in it. And Lord willing, we should even see some planted with a seed in their hearts to maybe even go to the world to see yep. those hard Come places. Be part of it. Yep. Yeah. So, well, that sounds like a wonderful opportunity, Neil. Thank you so much for being willing to share with us about it. Again, those dates are March 4th through the 8th. There's, you can actually go to firstpresscolumbia.org on the website and click on the World Missions Conference banner that's on the front page. Right. Or you can even register through the app. That's right. So, well, we look forward to hopefully seeing you around at the conference uh, over the next uh, couple weeks once it's happening. And we will trust the Lord to be at work in the ways that only He can be that's in right. the meantime. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to First Focus. On behalf of Reverend Matthias, as well as all of the staff at First Presbyterian Church in Columbia, I'm Josh Adair, and we're so thankful that you've joined us for this conversation. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, don't hesitate to contact us. We hope that you'll join us again next time. And until then, God bless.